Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mark, good morning. My condolences to you and the law enforcement community. I know it's a rough Monday morning, and we thank you for taking the time for us. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, another sad day. It truly is. So can you take us through, first of all, when something like this happens, it's not just about a Temple University cop. It impacts the entire law enforcement community, and especially since Officer Christopher Fitzgerald's parents work in law enforcement, and his father, while paying his dues, worked, I know, in, in Texas, I believe Oklahoma, in the Lehigh Valley, here in our area. So there are condolences and, and prayers and money pouring in from across the country. Yeah, one of the heartbreaking things about a situation like this is after this tragedy, you, you get to learn about the person, mm-hmm. the family they come from, and then it just devastates people even more just to hear how great of a person Officer Fitz was and to, to lose him this way. It just makes it more infuriating. It, it's just, it, I'm speechless. It's just beyond insane anymore, This mm-hmm. what is going on in this city and Yet again, just another day of violence where now punk kids from the suburbs think they can come to Philadelphia and basically play a video game out in the the real world and ruin so many lives as they did uh, the other night. Yeah, it's it's unthinkable. And then there are other reports that more arrests may be to come. Do you have any information as as to far as where where is this investigation? Now, from from my sources, the uh, two juveniles were in custody along with the uh, the shooter's mother uh, after the at the original uh, shooting occurred later that night. I believe the younger brother was immediately picked up, or shortly thereafter, along with another juvenile for uh, you know Officer Fitz's shooting. And from what I'm told that those two being picked up is what led them to finding out who the actual shooter was. And then that shooter, obviously we've all seen has been picked up. And from what I'm told, uh, his biological mother was in custody as of last night as well with charges pending, but I have not been able to confirm that's just what my sources have said. It's obviously not being reported on the news yet. Right. Yeah. I'd heard some of that too, that there were, you know, and that's a piece of this is that over and over, whether it's Philadelphia or in this case the suburbs, we hear of juveniles who are committing these crimes 
And because they're, you know, 17 and under, they're given not just a second chance, but sometimes 10th chances. And that appears to be the case in this accused, you know, in this accused uh, kid who's a teen who just turned 18, though, so now will be charged as an adult. Do you think that's a piece of the problem here is that it's not it's not that we we catch the kids when they're even even, let's say, 13, 14 is part of the problem, the system that that if these kids, juveniles, I'm saying in air quotes, right, are continuing to commit all these crimes and then we put them out back out on the streets, we're in essence enabling them and saying, well, it wasn't that bad until they until it escalates to something like this. Well, any kid that was, when I grew up, when you grew up, any kid that was picked up for any juvenile offense and, God forbid, had to be sentenced to any incarceration, it was truly an attempt to rehab that child to make sure he or she did not turn into a person like this this awful human being. The uh, problem today, and I spoke to a couple of detectives at Temple Hospital the other night where they lock up a juvenile and they and the kids have no fear of being arrested, mm-hmm. and they tell the detectives, "I don't care. Krasner's not going to do anything to me. I'll be right back out." And they're right. There's just no fear. When we were kids, you you had the fear of your parents, the fear of your community, and if all else failed, you had the fear of going to the youth study center or going away to St. Gabe's. When we were kids, mm-hmm. those fears are gone. So if you have no fear. There is nothing better for these kids to do than play Grand Theft Auto on a computer. Well, guess what? Now they can go play in the real world and nothing happens to them. And so now we have, you know, the, the, the murder charges against a now adult because he's a newly turned 18-year-old accused in this charge with murder. That's the headline. But to me, what, what I really see here is a situation where, where we're just – we're just constantly churning out these teenagers who, once again, they get put back out on the streets. Sometimes they even have an ankle bracelet on them. But in this case, it's a Bucks County teen. And so is that really something in real time that law enforcement is hearing, that teenagers who maybe are part of a gang or drug ring or carjacking ring, whatever, that they specifically go to Philadelphia to carjack because they think the DA here is going to go lighter than, let's say, in another county. Yeah, that's part of it. When I was um, down at the hospital, I spoke to Representative Ahmed Brown, Mm -hmm. who people will know that's running for mayor, and he pointed out something that I've heard through the various sources I have at the police department, that a lot of this is literally all about getting points on a game on Instagram. And what I mean by that is a lot of these kids are coming down to the city, kids within the city as well, are committing crimes, posting them on Instagram, and are getting ratings. I don't know if this case was um, involved in that, but that's where a lot of these crimes, these carjackings, these robberies, these assaults that we're seeing from teenagers and kids even as young as you know 11 or 12 years old, they are doing a lot of this because it is simply a game to them, nothing more. And that is what is so scary about what is happening, especially down near Temple University, as we've all seen the past for the past year. It is beyond insane, and it's so dangerous that, in my opinion, 
the uh, the Department of Justice needs to step in, make an example out of this kid and his and anybody that was associated with this crime, mm-hmm. and send them away and show the show the city and the, and the country if you're going to come to Philly and play these games and ruin lives, we're going to lock you up, take it out of Krasner's hands, let the FBI, let the Department of Justice mm-hmm. take this case. And so I hear that more and more that especially the younger, these teenagers desensitized, maybe um, depending on their home situation and a lot of different factors. But you think about this one, according to the authorities, the suspect, the teen suspect who's being charged with murder, that he actually you know, leaned down over the officer and, and went, you know, kind of shuffled through his pockets and even tried to take his firearm. I mean, to, you can't even imagine anybody having that presence of mind to do that when you've just gunned down a uniformed police officer. I think this sends chills through everybody. If, if somebody is going to be that cold-hearted, that callous to a uniformed police officer, what are they going to do to the rest of us? Exactly. There's been, sadly, too many cops lost in the city in the last 20 years. Um, and of all those murders of those innocent officers, when I heard the details of what this kid did to Officer Fitz, uh, it was shocking. It's by far one of the most horrific details I've ever read. And like you said, yes, that he allegedly went through his pockets and then attempted to take his service weapon but fortunately for the community he was unable to get that it's just unbelievable and although you know sergeant mark fuzetti i i don't want to make it sound like i'm making excuses because we talk a lot we discuss the fact that in politics it becomes political to say oh it's so-called gun violence blame the guns or or a lot of times we hear about the social media aspect of this that whether it was a fight during social media, whether it's earning some kind of sick points on on social media, earning fame on social media. We've heard all of these different details, but how do we navigate through this to try to, in other words, embolden our law enforcement officers? At the same time, you think about recruitment of our law enforcement officers. I mean, I have a son now who's just started Penn State, wants to go, is, taking criminology classes, wants to go into law enforcement. I think for parents or family members, you think, oh, my God, this is such this is the most dangerous career anybody could choose. It cannot be good for recruitment at a time when in cities like Philadelphia and you look across the country, it's the same. I know the police um, associations, some of the unions have come out. Even there was testimony just last week talking about this in, in Harrisburg. We've got a real problem. Who want who would ever want to go into law enforcement? I I I understand and I hear that from everybody. My son is a Marine right now in Japan. When he comes home, he wants to be a cop. And I told him if if the department is being run the way it is today, you're not going to be a Philadelphia cop. It's just not fair to him. It's and the biggest problem is the lack of proper leadership and guidance and protection. These officers feel like they have nobody above them to help. It's the only reason I exist on Twitter is because cops 
were willing to share any little story they had because they can't even say it to their bosses and allow me to tell the world what's going on behind the curtains so people could see why there's a lack of uh, cops on the street, why so many good cops that can leave do for a better situation, or why some cops who would be more than willing to put 20, 30, 40 years of, of their life on the, on the job are retiring early. It's because they are afraid of the fact that when they make an arrest, they are scrutinized for that arrest more than the criminal is for the crime being committed. And when you work in an environment like that, what we see, what we've seen in Philadelphia, let's just go the past six months, is, an ex is exactly what you will see forever until somebody finally steps in and says, enough and enough, let's throw the politics out the window and let's get back to common sense policing in this country and show that these criminals can't just run free and do what they are doing to these cities, especially Philadelphia. They just have to change. Krasner has to change. All the city council, new, new members next year have to change. Whoever the mayor will be, it has to be different than it was the last eight years. What's, you know, when you look at maybe your top three hopes and prayers moving forward as somebody in the law enforcement community who loves this area, you know, this is your home too. Mm -hmm. What's your hope and your prayer as, as we move forward realistically with where the direction we go? Obviously, you know, everybody in the city and I think Democrats nationally, because especially we're in the, you know, we're, we're here during a presidential campaign for 2024, I think everybody has moved away from that so-called defund the police movement. But what's your hope and prayer for Philadelphia, for the nation, as we move forward? Well, for me, it's pretty simple. My hope is in November on the ballot, we see uh, Representative Ahmad Brown versus David L. The city can't lose with either one of those two running against each other. A police commissioner in Philadelphia that will lead their officers back to this a safe place for everybody in this city, a commissioner within the department, mm -hmm. and new people like my friend Sam Rapiza to get elected into our local city government because that's where it starts. It's most important. My dad always told me your local city government is going to be your most important government. People like those guys to get in and start making changes within, and then those changes will trickle down to the city of Philadelphia and all of us that are staying here and that have not run away just yet. But if those things don't happen next year, I'm afraid that the city will be lost for, for decades. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough day. And my, my condolences, I know it, it's a, it's just a heartbreaking day and I know it's, it's tough and you're talking to everybody. So um, thank you so much, Mark, this morning, sincerely for bringing us these details. And I wanted to bring some hope to it. And I know, uh, we had asked Sam if he could come up at 10, uh, 10.30 to talk more about his plan because I think we do have to be positive and prayerful and hopeful and look toward the, f the future leadership. And I think this is, this really is all about leadership and at this point a failure of leadership in Philadelphia. You know, we, you know, we can't blame all the time. We can't just blame D.A. Krasner because he's one piece of the puzzle. But I think it all comes from the top. We've got to have that leadership. So I agree with you there. Uh, hopefully this, I'm confident that the voters are going to finally vote 
for the person and not the party this year. I really believe that's going to happen. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for joining us this morning. We'll keep the conversation going. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 